0: You're listening to The Emerald Podcast Network.
1: Hey there, listeners. This is The Emerald's Political Podcast. My name is Alec Cowan, and I am a political columnist for The Daily Emerald. And I am Zach Moss, and I'm also a political columnist for The Daily Emerald. And today we're going to be talking about North Carolina's anti-LGBTQ law, Um, which bans uh, trans people from using public restrooms that they affiliate with their gender. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: I guess it's interesting to start out with the fact that his argument, and I guess it's also a quote that he was known for, was to keep their state straight. So, my first thought was... Well, keep your state straight. So are you trying to, to, like, segregate the crowd or push all the non-straight people out of the state? What's his idea on this?
1: Yeah, actually, there's been a lot of pushback just in general with bathrooms over throughout history, which is kind of interesting. A lot of people thought that uh, desegregation was going to be a total issue when it came to bathrooms and of course the the straw man argument is that it's going to increase the rates of sexual assault in bathrooms that men are just going to dress up as women to fake their way into a bathroom to almost just be able to assault women more easily that way that's kind of the straw man argument And that's actually been an argument used against desegregation, against um, gay people as well. People thought that allowing gay people, once they came out, to go into bathrooms was going to, in some way, harm men. And there's just been a lot of ludicrous arguments surrounding bathrooms specifically, which definitely an interesting history behind bathrooms.
0: Oh, definitely. And I think one thing I'm just going to throw out right off the bat is that in 18 states, in over 200 cities, that have laws and ordinances that protect transgender people from discrimination, there have been no increase in public safety incidents. So what does that mean? It means that the argument that if you allow transgender people in the bathroom they choose, that'll result in higher safety incidences. Well, it turns out that's completely false. That's something that someone made up because they thought it made sense. But facts don't they don't prove that so now it's just a matter of opinion it's not a matter of fact at all
1: yeah, definitely um, going off of that there's the the phony myth mythical argument that there is in some way going to be an assault um, from a man that, dresses up as a woman is, is, there's never been, like like you said, uh, 200 cities, there's never been one instance of that specific situation happening. And just research shows that women are not any more vulnerable in bathrooms than they are in any other place. And it's just this, this almost fact is just blatantly disregarded by tons of people. There are actually 15 other states that have tried to pass similar measures to um, North Carolina's Uh, law right now Um, and it's just there's a a recent speech by Attorney General Loretta Lynch that really sums it up and she said that this is about a great deal more than just bathrooms and I think that that is completely accurate that this idea of almost transness coming into the the broader spectrum of United States politics the, the just the media in general is making a lot of people uncomfortable with the idea of transness. I mean we we had the uh gay rights and the the uh, marriage equality act coming on this past 10 years and that was the kind of time to shine for the civil rights for the uh LGBTQ community and this is just the next step in that. This is the not just about bathrooms, but this is almost about kind of illuminating the the ignorance that comes when it uh That is shown with transness the just blatant not understanding of what it means to be trans of of what transness itself is and this is this is kind of the time to shine for for the trans community to really educate everyone around us oh absolutely
0: you know and really when you when you really come down to it because of the fact that their ideas of why they don't like trans people because it's you know not proven, like it it's uh, a bigger safety hazard in bathrooms and things like that, because it's not based in fact, you really have to dive deep down into the core of their argument, which is really, when you look at it, it's just not accepting people who are different. Now, my question is, if they're law-abiding citizens, and they're not doing anything illegal, and this is something that makes their lives easier, why not accept it? And something else that's But actually, really funny to note is that even if you go down to their own rationale, and when I mean their, I mean the people who don't support transgender bathroom rights. So let's go down for a second to their own rationality, and let's see if it still makes sense. So the person who puts this in a really good perspective is one of my friends, Jeremy Rassald. While we were talking about this actually before the show, he had mentioned that, um, and I quote, Some people who don't support bathroom rights forget a very interesting aspect of this entire discussion. If we had it their way, then if someone who goes so far as to have testosterone, facial hair, and everything else, but was born a woman, would be going to the woman's bathroom with little girls and wives. So the point, even if we go down to their rationality, and not supporting transgender people going into the bathrooms of their choice, they would still be going to the bathroom with transgender people. (laughs) It really comes down to that. Their rationale makes no sense either way. Either they let people go to the bathroom of their choice or they don't and you still have someone who is a male but was born a female still in the same bathroom. So it really, this whole argument doesn't make sense at all. It really just comes down to
1: not accepting people who are different than you. And you bring up a great point. I think that goes right back to the idea of just people ignorant of what transness is. I mean, it's not just simply someone dressing up as as the gender that is opposite of their uh, biological sex. And of course, it isn't necessarily opposite, because that's, for a lack of a better word, um, it is certainly non-binary. But there is it's it's not just simply dressing up to the gender you feel it is it is people who have done surgery to become biologically uh, the gender they feel that they belong to their, their correct gender it, it is there there's so many different facets to what it means to be trans that there's just almost just a complete disregard for wanting to understand the argument and the the issue um, and so i think that certainly there is it's it's almost just kind of wanting to replace the actual difficulties and harassments that trans people face now for a hypothetical harassment um, of of women and men should the law be in existence. It's saying that, oh, well, if there, there's just going to be so many inc- bad things happening to quote-unquote normal people from trans people if they go to the, j- the bathroom they feel that they belong in, whereas in reality, there are so many assaults and harassments that happen to trans people that go to the bathroom that they don't feel they belong in. That there is a a trans man who perhaps is dressed as a woman and goes into a men's bathroom and has to face assault and harassments every single day and vice versa with trans women. And there's just almost a blatant disregard for the actual violence that happens now for this mythical violence of what could happen. And I think that that's almost one of the more shocking illuminations from this from this argument and this, this current issue is that there's just almost a complete disregard for the trans community as it is right now for the trans community as it is in this almost perpetuated myth.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And besides you're in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) We're all, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Everybody's in the bathroom is there for the same reasons. Okay. So if you're if you're focused on what genitals the person has to you and the stall next to you, then maybe you're the one doing something illegal. If you're trying to figure out what kind of what kind of genitals these people have and what kind of uh, affiliations do these people have, what 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 does it really matter? And I see another argument actually that comes out, and it is now the idea that other people propose is that this is going to be an issue because of businesses. And the argument is that if there were gender neutral bathrooms as well, because the the proposed solution is either to let the um, transgender people go into the bathroom of their choosing, which may or may not include businesses also incorporating a gender neutral bathroom if they feel that that's the best choice for, for themselves. Now they say that that's going to cost a lot. But an interesting fact that I would found was that 70% of the nation's leading Fortune 500 companies have non-discrimination policies that cover gender identity. The reason is because of the fact that when communities are welcoming places for everyone to live, businesses succeed as well. And so the argument that a lot of businesses wouldn't be open to the idea of gender-neutral bathrooms is absolutely absurd because businesses want to be welcoming places. They don't want to be places where people feel pressured about different reasons outside of something that they're going to buy. So the idea
1: that this is going to hurt businesses is completely false as well. Uh, Yeah, of course. Um, Ted Cruz actually for a while there before his campaign fell through was spearheading this and, and trying to kind of be the spokesman for North Carolina and the states that are trying to push through these These laws here, um, almost actually in opposition to Donald Trump, who himself, of course, the rich man that he is, actually is very has been very critical about the North Carolina law, which is something somewhat interesting, I think, to his character and somewhat um, surprising about his policies is he's actually in opposition to the North Carolina um, law. Oh, yeah. It's really funny how how political this
0: is really getting instead of instead of thinking about the real issues going on at the moment in this political race, like, I don't know, climate change, or maybe our foreign policy, and maybe the problems we've done in the past from this foreign policy, you know, real issues, worrying about bathrooms. And this has become such a political issue that even though, like I had said earlier, that stooping of these people's rationality makes no sense at all so there's no rationality besides allowing them in their own bathroom that politicians even now still support uh... not letting transgender people go into the bathroom of their choice in order to accommodate to some sort of audience and that's still a representation of how politicians are really just trying to gain favor even if they're saying things that are completely irrational like not letting transgender people into the bathrooms for example
1: well I would actually argue against that and say that it, it is a real issue. I mean, it's it certainly isn't something that seems as big as foreign policy or climate change, but this is the equivalent of 2008's gay rights. It's, just, it's the equivalent of marriage equality, I think. Um, it is not, like I said, it's bigger than bathrooms. It's certainly about a national recognition of, of transness and of the next minority that we feel needs to be that, that not just we feel, but that does need to be unmarginalized that needs to be explained and understood. Um, cause it certainly is the next step, I think in women's rights and in, in gay rights and in, in everything. And essentially I think this is the next step in civil rights and that's certainly, it seems that that's how the Obama administration feels too right now is Obama just recently this week sent out letters to every school district in the country stating his administration's interpretation of the law of Title IX and the Civil Rights Act and that his administration fully expects every school district in the country to adhere to this idea of trans equality. Um, otherwise they may face actual lawsuits and losses of federal funding and that's something that. Well, it hasn't taken, after Ted Cruz dropped out, that it hasn't taken such a spotlight in this election. It certainly is something that the Obama administration is making almost at the forefront of of their closing days.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, I would definitely say that this is a huge issue. This is a really, really important issue for many reasons, all of which you had just mentioned, or many of which that you just mentioned. My point is that this this is something that's so easily preventable in terms of it being a problem they just enact these policies in order to better accommodate to people who need these you know who need to go to the bathroom of their choice and it's so easily this this whole issue is so easily preventable and yet it's becoming such a big issue which it should but it's becoming a big issue in the sense that people are arguing whether or not they should or shouldn't and that's that shouldn't even be an argument nowadays. It really shouldn't. And I think you're right. It's a completely next step for civil rights when you really look at it. And the arguments that are used on the other side are the same arguments that have been used to cast out people who have been different this
1: entire time. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, we're also just going to take that and look back at the University of Oregon, which actually just recently made the list of top 50 LGBTQ-friendly campuses and universities. Um, Actually, over this past year, uh, the University of Oregon has over 100 gender-inclusive bathrooms on campus. Um, And so that's certainly something that the University of Oregon itself over the past year has taken very seriously into being exclusive, or not exclusive, inclusive. (coughs) Um, And so actually, there's um, the post-undergrad Amy Lee actually came down here as one of the uh, prime forces in getting those bathrooms put in on campus and one of the things she said is that quote it also has the benefit of visibility so when students who may be not particularly used to these restrooms can also see the sign and be aware of the inclusion which certainly goes into the narrative of not just recognizing that trans is is a force in in this nation and is certainly something that is coming to the forefront but something that is not just recognized but understood something that becomes uh almost an educational tool and kind of a jumping off point for people on campus.
0: Yeah. I mean, university of Oregon is going to be known. I believe it's one of those schools that decided to take a stand against something that, that is really something that it should have been enacted a long time ago. I think that we're going to be known as one of the schools that have decided to fight for civil rights when a lot of other schools decided to accommodate to the people around them. Um, and when I mean accommodating to the people around them, I don't mean accommodating to them with the transgender bathrooms. I mean accommodating to their biases. I mean the schools that decided that they're not going to accept people for who they are because it makes them feel uncomfortable. I think that the University of Oregon is going to get a lot of praise in the future for this. And I think it's a really, really good step forward, not only for the campus, but for the people in Eugene, the people from Oregon, and of course the people in the U.S. especially.
1: Definitely, definitely. Uh, we actually just had a campus visit by Zachary Drucker, who is the producer for the Amazon hit series Transparent, which is really hit it off. It's become one of, I think, the top grossing streaming shows here uh, in recent memory, and it is all about the, the trans narrative. It is very much about the... Um, understanding of what it means to be trans of of the narrative it displays is the transformation that people take and there's actually a installment in the JSMA here Jordan Schnitzer Museum of Art here that reflects um that transformation it's an installment of personal photographs of Drucker and um is actually a reflection of one of the relationships that she had in her past that uh, was with her partner who also went through a trans transformation um, from gender to gender and so it's very much a very much uh, worth checking out if you would like to get interested in the the trans community and they're actually I guess I do have kind of a qualm with the how the media has been portraying this recent um, development in the trans community and it's really very much taken the idea of the the man in the dress kind of uh, narrative. There's very much of, of pundits and and media personalities coming down and saying, well, you know, this is all about men becoming women And I think that one of the kind of downfalls is it very much downplays or even just doesn't represent at all of the transformation of women into men and the the vice versa. It's very much about men harassing women. and that's I think an unfortunate reality of of what it the media is is making this, but um, I kind of hope that that's something that almost is a jumping off point that uh, has people start questioning where, what transness is and how they can uh, better understand it overall. Well, that's
0: all we have for today. You just heard us talk about transgender issues, including transgender bathroom rights. And again, I'm Zach Moss, and you can follow me on Twitter at ZachMoss6. And I am Alec Cowan, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sir Alec underscore 9542. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks.